Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment. And they're now offering a free seven-day trial at tryfight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a thousand hours of live action every year, and a library of more than 4,000 hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com. T-R-Y-F-I-T-E dot com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own roof. Because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back in the snake pit. And of course, I'm joined by the man himself, the Hall of Famer, master of the DDT, pop culture icon. I could keep going, but I'm not gonna. It's Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. You know, each day you just open the door and you look outside and you take a deep breath and, hey, you're still here. <laughs> the man surviving, thriving, even. Got uh, that. I'm, I'm glad that <laughs> things are going right going well in your world as we've been talking about you've got this last call comedy tour and yeah. also jake rumor has it that uh and we got this question a million times but i figured i'd ask it right up front rumor has it that your autobiography is coming soon it is coming soon it should be out in a couple of months man exciting news something the fans have been absolutely dying for it and if i remember right you said it's about 600 pages yeah yeah it's got some length to it and you're not even at WWE yet by the time no. you finish up. Nope. All right. Well, you folks out there that like to get granular and kind of, as Jeff Jarrett likes to say here, the story behind the story, you're going to get it with Jake. Uh, first-hand <laughs> experience and in his own words, written himself with no ghostwriter. Right, yeah. Jake? It's all of me. Just, uh, just, just my travel through life and uh, through different territories and uh, different situations and the learning process that I went through, all these things are hit on very, very hard. 
Man, I cannot wait to read it myself, and uh, you'll be able to find it along with a bunch of other collectibles at jakethesnakeshop.com when the time comes. So uh, keep an eye on our social media and on Jake's social media, and you guys will see all that information there, and uh, you can go make your your long-anticipated purchase of Jake's autobiography. And uh, Jake, something that you know I know that you're anticipating, I've been anticipating, is another edition of Ask Jake Anything, which is what we're doing here today. It's our seventh edition of it. Last week, we talked about Ricky Steamboat, and that got incredible reviews. The week before, we talked about Jim Cornette and Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And let me tell you, that one absolutely caught fire. Uh, Great. Fans went nuts over it. And I think they're going to go nuts over this one if you're ready to jump in. Man, I love these. Let's do it. I love it, too. Let's let's get it moving. Rob Dwares asks, what's your favorite late-night meal spot or meal after smoking out the rental car with the boys. I think he's talking about hotboxing a rental car, Jake. Gee, I don't know if I've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't picture it. Uh, no, I, I can't either. But Duggan and I may have uh, bumped into that a cut from time or two. You know, late night meals, man, it always gets me in trouble because I'm always looking for prime rib. Ooh. That, that are a very good filet. About an eight ounce or ten ounce fillet, even late night. Oh, I don't care, bro. I can wow. deal with it. Now, is this like after you've been in the car with Duggan, or is it like anytime, oh, yeah. anytime? Anytime you're looking to get it. Anytime. Now, I hear a lot of the boys talk about uh, Waffle House is like a staple. Yeah, I kind of grew out of that after puberty, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, you you have to have a lot of alcohol in you to to go to Waffle House. That is very well put, Jake. That is about it's a good freak show. It's always a good freak show. It is that, but man, like it for me, I would never in my wildest dreams eat Waffle House. But when I'm drunk, I will go to Waffle House. Oh yeah, I hop or one of those places. Yeah, Crystal. <laughs> oh God. God almighty, can't do it. Just, like, it grosses me out now, but drunk, Mar- drunk Marcus is all over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Lisa Horton. And Lisa asks, no one does it like the legend himself, but is there anyone out there who does the DDT that you like? Oh, my God. Arn does a fair one. Yes, he does. And uh, as a matter of fact, he just hit that uh, recently mm-hmm. here on, on AEW Dynamite. Jake, yeah, did. Jake, are we going to see a, a DDT in the future from you on Dynamite? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm too. ready. I know you've got another couple good ones left in you. I'm ready. So, uh, anybody else you can think of off, off the top of your yeah, head? I can't remember the girl's name, man. She did a great job of it, too. And I just cannot remember her name. It's not Santana Garrett, is it? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. She did a pretty damn good one. Uh, well, uh, listeners, I'm sorry. I just kind of blanked out there. You got me. You stumped me. That's yeah, okay. Every once in a while it will happen. Listeners, if you can think of who Jake is referring to, a female with an infamous DDT, go ahead and uh, tweet that at us, at Snake Pit Pod. Uh, she follows it up, though, Jake. She says, have you ever seen the DDT that Rey Mysterio did to Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc 1997? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I've got the video of it right here. Uh, it's, a, Good. It's, a short, it's a short clip. Let's watch it. I don't know about hummingbirds, but Eddie Guerrero has mounted a tremendous offense. Oh, 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 right there. He got it turned around. 
when you invented it, did you ever picture shit like that happening? Not with me. <laughs> <laughs> Not with me. Wow. That was fabulous. Just absolutely incredible, man. Did he get at least a two count? <laughs> I, th- I think it got a two count, which is that's the thing is like it was a spectacular move. Only gets a two count. It's I mean, your DDT it reigns supreme. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you and Raven, uh, Raven was hitting people with yeah. the DDT in that era and yeah. everybody was staying down. So I don't know. He figured it out. Uh, all right. Next up, Nate Rich, who hit you with the stiffest receipt or who'd you give the stiffest one to? Huh. Vader. Vader. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know that you had mentioned before on our breaking uh, my sternum. Yes. I think that was a Royal Rumble 1996 episode yeah. available in the archives. You broke your sternum and you yeah. actually, after that, didn't want to work with him anymore. Yeah. I told um, him, forget it. I won't do it. So are you saying that following that, you came at him with a live round? I got him with a live round after he, after he broke my sternum. Yeah. Yeah. I shot him. Shove an elbow into his ear. And uh, how did the big man react? He stumbled. <laughs> he didn't go down, but he stumbled. I mean, that'll get you every time. I don't care how damn big you are. An oh, elbow to the ear? Damn right. Now, has have you ever kind of gotten a little overzealous and somebody's got to slow you down with a stiff one? Uh, not that I recall. You know, I've always been very, uh, very protective of my opponent. I always tried to do them fair. And uh, never got reckless, so uh, I can't think of anybody that had to give me one. Wow! All right. I mean, you know, ordinarily it's uh, everybody's like, yeah, you know, when I was young in the business, I was a little too much and and all that kind of stuff. But no, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you being raised in the business, it kind of makes sense because it's like you grew up and you watched it. Yeah. And, you know, I, you... Main, my number one concern going into that ring was make sure my opponent feels better than he does whenever he's coming out to the ring. Yeah. And I would say I would say you accomplished that goal by and large every single time I you think so. stepped into the ring, I man. I think so. Uh, Nick A. Sabatino is up next. He says, who was or were the wrestlers, male or female, that had legitimate heat and were truly disliked in the locker room? Oh, God. Well, Vader was one. Really? A lot of people had issues with Vader. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Paul Orndorff. Ah, that story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you first heard that, I mean, it, it, you had been around Paul Orndorff. We know he's double yeah. tough. Did you know he was that damn tough? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Vader was a bully. Mm-hmm. You know, he would, he would pull shit when he knew he could pull shit. You know, I it's believe Shawn Michaels and him had a little problem, too, so I don't know. Yes, apparently, uh, rumor has it that uh, after their SummerSlam 96 match, Leon was actually crying backstage because because he thought that his push was was done uh, because Shawn Michaels was out there cussing him out and said he's going to end his main event push. I don't know. You were you were with the company at the time. Had you heard about that stuff? I heard a little bit. Can't quite remember how it all went. Well, it's uh, none of it really surprises me uh, based on the things that I'd heard about Sean at the time. Uh, at the time, did you wind up having any weird run-ins or conversations with Sean, or did you guys pretty much avoid no. each other? Well, we avoided each other. Well, it's probably for the best in that era. Patrick Moore is up next. Do you have any good Iron Sheik stories? Jake, I know you have to. 
Oh, God, Jeff. <laughs> Can you give us a good one? Oh, yeah. Aaron Sheik and I were, this is way back, man. This is 1976. We were uh, on a long road trip in British Columbia. Who are you working Just, for? Uh, Pacific Northwest Wrestling. In okay. British Columbia. Uh, Al Tomko. And uh, Gene Kaniski owned it. Gotcha. But uh, we're on a long road trip. And he, just him and I in the car. And all of a sudden, man, he just goes, pull the car over. I cannot believe you said that. You don't say that to the Iron Sheik, baby. You don't do that. I'm going to pull over. I'm going to stretch your fucking ass, you cocksucker. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? You guys had no idea what he's talking about. Pull over. I pull over right now. I'm going to I'm going to bend you over in the fucking car and treat you some respect. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, man. So I pull over, man. He gets out. I just drove off. <laughs> so, so, drove so, off so wait a minute. You weren't saying anything at all, and all of a no. sudden he's just pissed. Well, you? no, no. We were talking and talking about some bullshit or something. Right. And all of a sudden he just snapped, man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was something lost in the language. Okay. You know, because he hadn't quite got English down very good at the time. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he wanted to pull over and kick my ass, man. So I, when I pulled over, he got out. I just drove off. <laughs> just you know, uh, amazing. Yeah, wow. I waited. I waited about two miles down the road. And <laughs> let him cool off. Yeah. Then he woke right up way. and he, kept, he got back to the car and goes, oh, Jake, you're too much. I can't <laughs> believe you leave the shiki baby on the road. <laughs> oh, I love you. Let's do some gimmick. Oh, my God, man. What a wild, wild character. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you yourself, as we mentioned, you're a pretty big fella. I know that he was, you know, he had that, like, Olympian-type wrestling background. Yeah. Do you think you could have taken him? If push came to shove? I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I've never claimed to be a, a shooter or anything like that, but I, I'm going to get my shots in, I'll tell you that. You're not going down without a fight. I'm, I'm certain Damn of that. Straight. Damn straight. Uh, Paul Millett is up next. Any memories you can share of working with Jeff Van Camp and or Sir Oliver Humperdink? Oh, God, yes, man. Jeff Van Camp, man, he was uh, Lord Humongous. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we wrestled for about four months straight in Louisiana, Mid-South. And, uh, of course, Oliver Humperdink was his manager. And... Uh, he had that damn hockey mask on and he'd headbutt me with it and juice me, you know? Right. And one night he got his hand in the way <laughs> and I juiced, <laughs> I juiced his hand. <laughs> and, uh, I guess story goes that, uh, he was freaking out when he seen his own blood. Really? He just, yeah, he lost control. Like, oh my God, I don't want to die. I'm going to die. Look at my hand. He's going to bleed to death. And they got him in the car and shit. And he finally made him take him to the hospital and sew it up, you know. It was like nine stitches, nothing serious. Oh, for God's sake. So he didn't he didn't mind your blood getting all over him, but seeing his own blood. It was... Seeing his own blood really fucked him up. That's wild, man. Now uh, you had said that you accidentally got him with the with the gig. Uh, did yeah. you ever did you ever go too deep on yourself and have to go get stitches? Yes, I did in Japan. 
Oh, uh, I got this, this one right here. Okay. And, uh, I hit that main artery that comes down through here. Yeah. And, uh, it wouldn't quit bleeding. Every time my heart beat blood would shoot about 15 feet. Oh my God. And, uh, they had to take me to the hospital to get it cauterized. Mm -hmm. Quite the experience at the hospital. What happened this, there? Oh, I got this old Japanese doctor, man. He must have been there from the war. He's like, oh, American GI, bleed. Bleed, bloody bleed. You bleed, GI. Maybe you die. Maybe <laughs> you die. Yeah, I think maybe you die. And uh, so then he looks at it and he says, oh, okay, I think I can fix. I can fix. I hate GIs. You no good motherfucking cussing me, you know. Oh I'm God. like, look, dude, I wasn't the fucking one that bombed this fucking place, you know. <laughs> and he's like, oh, GI Joe, suck. You suck. <laughs> and so then he's like, oh, I know, GI tough. Don't want no pain medicine. And he just fucking reached in there and grabbed that vein with his fucking uh, gimmicks and pulled it out. Oh, you can see the hole in the vein, and he takes that hot metal and sticks it to it, man. <laughs> Fuck! He's like, now you say motherfucker, you say motherfucker, you say motherfucker. I'm like, motherfucker, it fucking hurts, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you would. So that was that would have been like probably your first run, seventy nine or eighty. Yeah. Yeah, and, my first trip to Japan, man. He had, definitely, like he had definitely been there during the war. I guess so. Yeah, man. No wonder you didn't like going over there. You, you had some rough know, experiences. Man. It scared me to death, man. I thought that motherfucker was going to let me breathe to death. Oh, good God. Yeah, it's uh, man. I've heard all the horror stories about people people blading and going too deep, and it's a mess. And like, it's it's almost like a ticking time bomb where you've got yeah. to get out of the ring. When it happened, did you finish the match, or are you just getting out? Oh of there? yeah, I finished the match. Man, it was a cage. It was a cage match. Oh, what, yeah. so you're you're stuck. Yeah, <laughs> nuts. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, some horror imagery. Here's a here's a related question. Originally. I don't know. What's Jake's favorite horror movie? And did he ever take anything from any of them? Favorite horror movie is probably The Shining. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Anything Jack Nicholson does, man, I'm, I'm into. You know, my favorite movie by him, of course, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, one of my favorite movies of all time. But, uh, yeah, The Shining is pretty good. What's funny is when uh, I read this question, incredible that you would mention this because I was like, I wonder if it's The Shining because when well, last week we watched uh, you with Ricky Steamboat and you gave that promo after you dropped him and you were silly and then you turned toward the camera and all of a sudden you were very, very serious and it made me think of Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I, was, I stole my shit from Nicholson, man. I was going to say that's, uh, that felt very Shining vibes when he's got like his son on yep. his lap. Yeah. Yep. Man, wild. Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here, and just want to call a quick timeout. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over at 83 Weeks quite a while now, about all the cool things that are happening over at AdFreeShows.com. An all-new edition of The Insiders is here, as Conrad welcomes David Zadi, the man behind so many iconic video packages WWF fans grew up on, including one that left Vince in tears. You got it. And Conrad, I swear, I walked outside the studio and Vince was sitting down on the concrete floor, crying hysterically, just saying thank you, thank you. Wow. 
Thank you. I went up to the whole cabin. He says, good job. Can't wait to see it. Fifteen minutes later in the stairwell, Vince is still sitting down in a different spot now, crying, saying, thank you. Thank you. Jim Johnston created the soundtrack for generations of WWE fans with some of the most iconic themes in history. Jim sits down with Conrad to take us behind some of those classic themes, including The Ultimate Warrior. And then I recorded that. And then just over that, you're just doing... You know, it's so simple, but that's what felt like him. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Uh, Uncle J89 asks, if you could show your grandkids only one match from your career, what would it be and why? Uh, probably me and Steamboat. Pretty much um, any of them, I would imagine. Yeah, in, any of the Steamboat stuff. Um, or uh, anything I did with Ronnie Garvin. Now that's a subject I'm really anxious to to talk about. Uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get to Ronnie Garvin at some point. Not too we long ago. To. Not too long ago, you shared a picture on your social media of you and him in April. I think it was either '83 or '84, mm-hmm. where he had just beaten you, and you're on the mat, and you're kind of pulling yourself up, and you're covered in blood. And yeah. it's like it's such a cool image. It's like man, there is a lot of story to tell there. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we hammered it out. We laid into each other, man. Man, I'm hopeful I can get in touch with Ronnie, and uh, maybe we can get the two of you to weigh in on Oh, that would be great. I'll see what I can do. Uh, Robert Vaughn asks, how did you manage not to laugh or break character when being interviewed by characters like Brother Love or Paul Bear? I thought this was funny because it looks like Percy is always trying to make people laugh. Yeah, it does look like he is, but uh, no, I just kept it serious, man. You know, I'm out there to do a job right then. I don't want to fuck it up. Now you has know, if I has broke any, character, I would fuck it up. Has anybody ever gotten you to break character? No. Never. No. Wow. See, it's something no. that we see very regularly, especially on WWE TV nowadays, like the Usos getting cracked up by Sami Zayn. Uh so what's your take on that? Where it's like, you know, we kind of let open the door and let fans in on okay, we're all just pounding yeah. around. That's okay. Yeah. Look, it's nothing they haven't shown before. I mean, at this point, I think the the cat's out of the bag. So yeah, not, the, the only people that still believe it's real are the wrestlers. <laughs> That's it too, and nobody wants to take a, a clean loss anymore. No. Well, here's a wild follow up from Robert Vaughn that will literally stay with him forever, Jake. So so brace yourself. I'm looking to get one of your famous quotes tattooed on me. What's your favorite out of these two? If a man has enough power, he can speak softly and everyone will listen. Or it's more shameful to deny fear than to than it is than it is to run from danger. So, which tattoo should Robert get? The second one. The second one. Yeah. What What makes you uh, lean toward that one? Uh, just something talking about fear, man. Being real about it. A cool idea to get a uh, a Jake quote tattoo. I, I don't yeah. know. As long as it's not a tramp stamp, I think it'll work. Yeah, you better get uh, War and Peace done on you. <laughs> I don't know if the human body's big enough to fit all that. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> all right. Up next, it's Andrew Pete. 
uh, is there any chance you will have one more slash last match? And if so, who with? I think I know the answer. Go ahead. No. No, I'm done, guys. Uh, I've had a couple of close calls, and uh, I got to take care of this whole body. And uh, my lungs aren't aren't healthy enough to do it, and uh, my body's not either, man. I'm broken up. I'm busted up. You know, your body can only take too much, and I should have quit probably ten years before I did, if I wanted to keep some of the <laughs> some of my healthier parts healthy. But uh, no, my hips won't take it. I'm getting ready to have my third hip. Yeah. So uh, no, absolutely not. Well, I don't blame you, and uh, it's certainly the right move. Like, why why risk it? You've already had an yeah. incredible career. You're a Hall of Famer, yeah. and, man, uh, do not risk but if, it. But if I could, mm -hmm. it'd be Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and Jake yeah. Rowe. God, could, yeah. you, could you imagine? Yeah, you know I challenged him to a stripper's pole match. <laughs> you know, I hadn't heard about that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I challenged him openly. You got to like climb the pole and grab like the, the panties or something. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Whoever walks out of the ring with the most money wins. As those are high, high stakes. You damn straight. <laughs> man. Uh, yeah. Bray Wyatt, that would be incredible. And look, yeah. I know that you said before too, that, you know, you want to, you want to, you don't want to go out there and give fans a performance that isn't Jake Roberts. No, anymore, I don't, right? man. I don't want to go out there and embarrass myself or let the fans down. Are you kidding me? Well, Jake, it does make me wonder who did get your last match then. Do you recall their performer you worked with last? Sin Bodie. Sin Bodie. Yeah. You're your good buddy. He creates yeah. those awesome designs on yeah. your website. Yeah. I mean, you can't do much better than that for your last match. No, man. It was great. It was great. I really wanted I wanted it to be him, and it was. Man, too cool. That's that's awesome to hear. You know, not everybody gets to end on, you know, with somebody that they like or care about, and you got yeah. to. That's sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, John Clifford is up next. What is the weirdest item a fan asked you to sign? Uh, besides body parts? <laughs> let's let's say item first, and then you can tell me body parts. Well, breast. Okay. Uh, items would be... Uh, hmm. They gave you some weird-ass merch right. back in the day. Uh, yeah, they did, man. I'm just I trying can, to think of one. They had like those squirt heads. Oh you. yeah, yeah, the squirt heads. I've signed a few of those. That's that's pretty ridiculous shit. Yeah, some of these things. Squirt head, man. Some of these things are wild. He was Vince was monetizing just literally anything. Left and right. Yep. Left Nuts. and right, man. Uh, next up, Jason Anderson. Where do you rank yourself in the top fifty of all time? I would like to think I was in the top 20, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I'm not, maybe I am. I don't know. Uh, in ring, I don't think that I could break the, the top 20, but uh, if you <clears throat> add your interview work with it, I think I've got a pretty good chance. You know, I've heard the argument a lot of times like, well, hey, was was Flair, you know, the greatest of all time was Hogan, John Cena, The Rock, Austin. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that the real question that we need to ask ourselves here is who drew the most money. Right. Uh, Absolutely. You know, and, you know, it's not only about the money either. 
it's who had the best opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of us that never got that opportunity to, to do it. You know, to be in the main event. Uh, right. I was in a few main events, but never never number one at WrestleMania. Right. And uh, I think I certainly could have carried it. No question about it. Is you know, 86, 87, Jake, with how red yeah, hot you were. Oh, absolutely. There is absolutely. zero doubt, zero doubt in my mind that you would have been a, a huge draw in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I think so. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got Nowhere Man Matt Stalick. Uh, he says, Thoughts on Jesse Ventura? Next. <laughs> uh, something was telling me when I read that question. I was like, I think you yeah. the fifth on this one. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. I mean, Jesse is Jesse, and Jesse took care of Jesse. And uh, it shows me that the people in Minnesota with all that cold weather has frozen their brains whenever <laughs> they elect him as governor. That's all I can say. <laughs> I mean polarizing character iconic i mean and a success yeah. story he went on to hollywood he had great success there like, yeah good for him but yeah I've, I've heard some things here and there jake yeah jay allen spence is up next uh it would bring the house down if you gave some jabroni the ddt is a ever is AEW ever gonna let you do it we kind of already talked about that yeah we've already talked about that i'm looking forward to it i think it's inevitable one day it's gotta happen Josh Patton asks, knowing you are one of the best ever in the business, what would you tell wrestlers today to improve their promo work? I'm sure that this is kind of a case by case basis, right? Uh, but what kind of yeah, it is case by case. And, you know, I just tell them to to look at the damn camera, man, and and, and keep it real. Mm-hmm. Keep it real, you know, and don't say shit you can't do. That's a big one too. Because uh, once you lose your credibility with the fans, you've lost it all anyway. Exactly. And like, if you look back through the history of pro wrestling, kind of the most successful people are the people considered the most successful in promos. When they're talking, it seems legitimate. It doesn't seem like they're this this over-the-top, boisterous. No. Per, it's, it sounds like a dude talking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jake, what was your worst injury during a match? During a match? Mm-hmm. Uh, tearing my left pectoral in half. Oh, God. When did that happen? Uh, that happened with Andre. And uh, I tore it in half, and I went down. I thought I broke my shoulder. Oh. And uh, I tried to clothesline Andre, and it just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going with it. No. And I went down, and then he reached down and grabbed my wrist and jerked me to my feet. Hmm. And when he did, I passed out, you know, from the pain. Yeah. Uh, when I woke up, he was singing to me. He had me in a bear hug. <laughs> Hush, little baby, go to sleep. Hush, little baby. That, that was probably more scary than actually the getting the injury is waking yeah, up. Yeah, it was scary when I woke up, man, and he's doing that. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do, Andre? No, it's okay. I take care of you. <laughs> Just incredible. Yeah. incredible. Uh, he took care of me, all right, because uh, that was an afternoon show in Philadelphia, and we went to uh, lovely Scrotum, Pennsylvania that night and wrestled again. 
beautiful scrotum, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, and so wait a minute. You are continuing continuing to work with a torn pec. Yeah. How yeah. in the world are you getting through these matches? I just did, man. I just did, you know. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm tough, but I, I can take I can take some pain. You know, I have in the past, and I'm sure I will again. But um, you know, pain is just uh, just a just a mark in your mind, you know. And if you can scrub that mark off and just keep going, you're all right. You know, and uh, the fans, of course, make that possible. Uh, when they're cheering you and screaming and everything, you get all that energy from them, and you're able to carry on. No doubt, uh, the adrenaline adrenaline does some crazy things to people. Yes, absolutely, sure does. Now, was it surgery sometime after that? No, I never had surgery. I was stupid. Wow, so that's I just kinda, kept going. Kind of knit itself. I know that. Yeah. Like when Cody uh, tore a muscle here in WWE last year, mm -hmm. uh, it, blood pooled up in his chest. Did that yeah. happen for you? Oh, yeah. My chest turned black almost immediately. Oh. Yeah. Man, it's nasty. And now, and now I've got a huge hole right here. Do you really? Yeah, you can put three fingers in it. Wow. Right there. There's the hole right there. You ever uh, experience pain still? Occasionally, if I'm working out, I'll get a little twinge. Nuts. So it healed. It just didn't quite heal properly. No, no, of course not. Uh, next up, we've got Steve Johnson. You were originally advertised to face Mankind at In Your House International Incident, but you were replaced by Henry Godwin the day of the show. What happened? Did you get hurt? I don't remember. When was that? That would would have been 96, and I want to say like mid-year. Um, I... I I suspect that this had something to do with the Vader injury. Uh, could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Could have well been. We'll move on. Rodney Mim Mibs? I don't know. Did you know Bruiser Brody? You ever spend any time around Brody? Yeah, I sure did, man. I I refereed a lot of his matches. Mm. You know, him, this is a tag team of all time. All right. Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen. Oh, my God. That that was a tag team in Louisiana, Mid South, back in the seventies. Wow! And my God, were they fucking brutal? Holy shit! I remember one time being in the ring with Brody and Hanson, and somebody threw a cup of ice from the rafters mm -hmm. and hit Hanson upside the head. Hanson had he had a guy down in the arm bar. He told the guy, "Don't you fucking move." And he got out of the ring, walked up, walked up the stairs, grabbed the guy that had thrown the ice and fucking hit him about four fucking times, <laughs> picked him up and body slammed him on chairs, right? Oh Came back to the ring. The guy that was still in the ring waiting on him still had his arm stuck in the air. Selling the arm bar to nobody. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> the invisible man had it. And they came in and grabbed the arm again, you know? <laughs> Are you repping that match? Yes. Yes. I was scared to death because I'm like, fuck, I ain't counting him out. He'll fucking kill me. <laughs> so I'd count one, two, <laughs> and then I'd act like somebody inter interfered or something, and I'd come back and go, one, <laughs> two. <laughs> I wasn't counting that big motherfucker out. Just incredible. Me? Incredible.
Now, uh, Brody, I've heard that he could uh, be a little rough around the edges as well. Oh, yeah. He was a steamroller, man. Did you ever get to work with him or only ref his men? No, just reference. That's far enough. Yeah. I did wrestle. I did wrestle Stan several times. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, oh god, him and those those quite uh, the experience. Him and those lariats. Oh my god, the scariest thing in the world is when he throws you off for that lariat, and when you're coming back across the ring and you're looking at him and he's got his eyes and he's doing like this <laughs> and he's he's looking for you, he can't see you, and then at the last second he just fucking reaches up and hammers the shit out of you. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds anxiety-inducing. Coming oh, back at him with that look God. on his face. Oh, my Hell God. yeah. Just tough as nails, dude. Um, all right. A few more, Jake, and we'll we'll let you get out of here. All right. Uh, Richard J. Conroy asked one that kind of surprised me. How long were you the booker in GCW? You were the booker there? Georgia Championship Wrestling? Yes. Yep, I was a booker for about uh, 10 months. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, would this have been during the whole uh, uh, Legion of Doom run? Yeah. that So, yeah. Uh, summer 83, I think, right? Yeah, I, I booked all that shit. That is incredible. Yeah. Man, it's again, uh, summer 83, the 40-year anniversary is coming up here very soon. So, I think we're going to be talking about it sometime soon. Yeah, we should. We'd, that'd be a great one. Absolutely. Robbie asks, we know how you invented the DDT, but where did you come up with the short-arm clothesline? Have no idea. It just came to me one night. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Just came to me. I don't think that there's enough credit being given that not only did you invent the DDT short arm clothesline as well. Uh, Any other maneuvers that you came up with? Oh, the step over lip lock. The step over (laughs) lip lock. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. Is that is that something that you would do in the hotel room? No. The show? Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. You can tell me about that one off air. The, the, the uh, one tackle drop down and fuck it. <laughs> Get it again. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Let's do two more. Aside from the DDT, uh, this is Chris. Aside from the, from the DDT, what is the best finish in the history of wrestling? Hmm. I really don't know. Uh, Diamond cutter? No. We can't. No. We can't. We can't put over Dallas like that. Fuck that. <laughs> Stunner? No. I'm trying to think of. My- Super kick? I don't know. Uh, how about Razor's no. Edge? That's a pretty cool one. No. Hmm. Probably have to be one of those high flying moves. Oh, like a 450 splash or the frog yeah. splash or something. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Rob Van Dam uh does some pretty spectacular stuff. That shit where he's yeah. on one side of the ring and flies to the other and kicks the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretty wild. amazing. All right, last one. Benjamin asks we know that you live with brett in canada but did you ever get in a ring with him no never you wrestled never, brett never worked with him no never wrestled him wow do you uh, have to wish you had right yeah i'd love to i'd love to have done it what a technician great performer you know it's yeah crazy. i could have worked i could have worked with him on tv you know how do you mean well he'd be on a squash guy you 
Oh, so uh, maybe like early <laughs> days? Or are you saying yeah. like when yeah. you returned in 96, you could have been squashing Brett? That had been fine, too. I think that would have worked just fine. Yeah, it worked well for me. <laughs> All right, Jake. We've been having a lot of fun looking back across the, the decades of your Hall of Fame career here. And we're just getting started on the Snake Pit. But next week, we're looking back at some of your more recent wrestling history. We're taking a look back just three years at AEW Double or Nothing 2020 and our dude Lance Archer's tournament final match against Cody Rhodes for the inaugural AEW TNT Championship. I cannot wait to talk about this one. Such a cool piece of wrestling history. Uh, the the incredible buildup between yourself and Arn Anderson yeah. and Cody. Uh, man, I, I'm excited to talk about that one with you. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, man. And guys, if you're listening to this, there's a real strong probability that we're targeting the exact demo that you're looking to attract. And you will see results from our loyal listeners. Get over to AdvertiseWithSnake.com, partner up with Jake the Snake Roberts, and let's take your business to the next level. You guys keep hearing the same advertisers run with us over and over again, and there's good reason. It's because it works. Check us out at AdvertiseWithSnake.com, partner up with legendary Jake Roberts. Check out jakethesnakeshop.com for rare signed collectibles. We talked about at the top of the program. Jake, there's all kinds of awesome stuff over there. That Sinbodi statue that he made. It's yeah, like a Greek man. statue of you. Yeah. Uh, I know that you're signing the bases of those. Pretty much yep. anything that's over there, right? You'll sign it, yep. personalize it, all yeah, of the above. Absolutely. You've also got to check out Jake on Cameo, guys. We've talked about it here before. We'll keep talking about it just because it's that awesome. Just go check out the reviews. People love what Jake is doing over there, and it's because he gives you this awesome personalized experience. He's not giving you some 30-second read job. He's actually imp improvising. The master of, of the promo is improvising to you on any subject you choose. Want him to break up with your girl? He'll do it. Want him to quit your job? Hell yeah. Sure. Want him to talk you through a bad time in your life? He'll do it. Check him out at cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake. Uh, we've also got some awesome vintage merch over at boxofgimmicks.com. We've talked about that a bunch here too. <clears throat> 80s and 90s style merchandise. I'm looking back at the old catalogs. I'm trying to find inspiration and I'm finding an awful lot of it. So check it out at boxofgimmicks.com. It's our snake, our snake put pit page over there. That is hard to say. Uh, check us out at YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod for short clips from our show highlights, some exclusive content and some of the old stuff from our archives. We did a giveaway recently. We're doing another one again. So get some free. Uh, let me say that again. It's free. Get over there. Hit the notifications bell and subscribe for free autograph Jake the snake merchandise. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, give us a five-star review on all platforms. And also, just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all of our other shows early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. Starts at just $9 a month, but there's, a, there's other tiers. And the higher your level is, the more cool personalized experiences you get, including bonus episodes with myself and Jake sitting down to remember some of the stuff that maybe isn't quite long, you know, enough content to talk about on a full episode, but significant moments from his career. We got another one coming up here in May, and you guys are not going to want to miss it. Catch Jake at on Twitter at Jake Snake DDT on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. Follow me at Marcus P D Angelo on Twitter and follow the podcast at Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. Jake, another one of the books, my friend. Thank you, my brother. Thank take you. care of yourself. Hey, you too. I hope our listeners Adios. take care of themselves too. We'll catch you next time right here on the Snake Pit. Hey, this is Cash Wheeler with FTR, a.k.a. one half of the greatest tag team of all time, saying go right now, savewithconrad.com, and I promise you, you won't regret it. If I could say take advantage of one thing with First Family Mortgage, it is the knowledge that they have because they have knowledge far beyond just the loan process, and they can help you out with all of that. 
that's how confident I am of working with these people. Like, I'm going to keep buying and I'm going to keep going back. SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo!